Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach, Samantha Shatek, teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hi, friend. How are you on this fine day? I'm super excited because... Today, it's episode number 13, but it's episode number five in a five-part series that I've been doing for the last four weeks. This will be the fifth week that we're talking about the mindset model. And so today's episode, the focus is going to be on the final step in the model, and that is the result. So just a little bit of a review the mindset model, it starts with the circumstance, and that's in the first line of this model. And the circumstances, as a review, are things that are neutral, they're observable, they can be measurable, and everyone can agree upon them. And they're things that are truly outside of our control that happen, and they're external circumstances. And everything else in the model below circumstances is within our control. And so after the circumstance comes our thought about things that happen. Thoughts are simply sentences in our mind and we think them both consciously and unconsciously as a habit. And these thoughts that we carry, that we think, although they're invisible, It's similar to a radio wave in that there is a frequency and an energy to our thought, and it can be measured. Scientists have measured this. And this thought, frequency, or vibration creates a corresponding feeling then in our bodies, which feelings, as we discussed, are also similar to and are considered body sensations that happen And then we interpret those sensations as certain feelings. And the feelings are going to always correlate with thoughts that we think. And it's going to correlate to the vibration and frequency. And these are both measurable things. So once we have a thought and a feeling, that will create an action and it'll propel us forward or conversely, It will create procrastination and resistance and a lack of an action. Also, just as a review, action can also be mental. And what I mean by that is action can be worry, anxiety, procrastination, which are all sort of internal states. So instead of taking physical action, we're worrying about something rather than taking steps for a solution. So Action can be a lack of an action, and it can also be a mental action or inaction. So once we have an action that we're taking or not taking, we then get the ultimate result. So results are something that always can be traced back to the original thought or sentence in our mind. Also, another side note on this is when we say someone has a belief That is just a thought or group of thoughts that someone has practiced over time so that it forms a belief 
and that's usually a grouping grouping of thoughts. You've probably heard the quote, and I don't remember exactly what it is, it but but it goes something like, "If you think you can or you cannot do something, then you'll prove yourself right." As I've mentioned before, our thoughts are often super sneaky and they're really persistent and they're often undetected by us because we have so many thoughts in a day and we're usually really busy and have so many things from the external world that are pulling our attention. It's really tricky to become aware of what we're thinking, but as I've mentioned too, that we can just start with awareness And we can start with one thought at a time. And the way that I do this intentionally is in the mornings or if not in the morning when I get a chance, I will do a brain dump. And that is I take five minutes just to write out a model about one thought or feeling that I'm thinking that day just to try to win the day with that thought and practice the new thought just to breed awareness Even just becoming more aware of the thoughts you're thinking is really life-changing because the awareness is everything. And when we can stay aware and try to stay in connection with ourselves, which by saying ourselves, I mean our thoughts, our feelings, our bodily sensations, when we can do this more and more throughout the day more consistently, we really improve our lives over time because we're focusing and chipping away at our thoughts and beliefs that don't serve us. As I do often in this podcast, I want to acknowledge that there are many people with certain traumas or certain attachment styles that may find it really hard to be able to tune into their own sensations or feelings And this is because we're not taught in the society that feelings are okay most of the time and we're taught to avoid them. And so like actually starting to tune into your body and your sensations in your body can feel really unsafe and it can feel foreign. And if you're not used to dealing with them or processing them, it can be really scary and unsettling. So I do suggest people in this scenario, do get guidance or help of like a coach or a therapist, someone to initially help maybe guide them through that. Or, you know, there's lots of resources out there as a coping mechanism for survival, for example, while we're growing up or from a trauma that we've endured, we often learn to disassociate from our bodies, which is like a part of us leaving our bodies in order to escape or numb pain. And that's actually a really brilliant coping mechanism in animals and nature. If they know that they're going to become prey, leave their bodies so they don't actually have to feel the pain of being the prey. And so it is a really brilliant mechanism that's developed, but it also, it doesn't serve us when we stay stuck in that state. I just feel it's important to mention that I am recognizing that it is a journey sometimes to be able to feel our feelings. And I think that everyone is capable of that, but it just might take some extra work, extra intention, and maybe some guidance. So I want to move on now to the topic of results. And I just want to say that no matter where we're at in life, 
And no matter all of the things that we've achieved and how successful we are, I do want to just say that we are always as human beings, we're always arriving, we're always growing and changing. So even if a lot of things in our life are going really well, there are just some certain things, there's certain areas where we're always growing, changing, and feel like we maybe haven't arrived yet. I just want to say that if we feel like we aren't getting a result, there's a couple things that could be going on. Either we haven't given it enough time yet because we had some expectation that we wanted to do this thing in this amount of time and maybe it wasn't an on our specific timeline that we wanted. That doesn't mean that we're a failure. It doesn't mean we won't get the result. It just means we haven't got there yet. And also, it means that we can look at our thoughts, beliefs, and how we're identifying. And therefore, we can look at how maybe there is some little tricky, subtle thought that's creeping in, that's creating resistance or doubt. And we can look at maybe how some of our feelings maybe aren't supporting getting the result or getting the result in the time frame that you'd want. So many people get stuck at the point where they didn't get the result in the time that they wanted and they give up because they say, I've, I've tried it, it doesn't work. Failure, in my opinion, is defined by the fact that we quit doing something. It doesn't mean that we are going to succeed the first time or the fifth time or even the seventh time, but it's honestly the people that want something so bad and they have such a compelling reason why and those people that don't quit that typically end up getting the result that they want, especially for the bigger, more challenging you know, the quote unquote impossible goals or dreams that we have. So the cool thing about the model, and I've mentioned this before. So if we know that there is a goal or result that we want to achieve, we can start at the bottom of the model with the result and we can fill it in backwards and it can be something big or small and we can just work it backwards. And I'm going to go through an example with you so you get what I'm saying And this is something that I coach on as well, because it's super awesome to have this practical model to look at and fill in. And you can solve right away for your own thoughts and your own resistance if you're on to your own BS. And sometimes it does take the help of a coach or a professional, but we can do this ourselves at home and get really tuned in with what is holding us back. And this model is a tool to help us do that. So an example of a result that I wanted to create is I had the goal of starting a weekly podcast and I ended up starting it this September of 2022. But initially I wanted to start it much earlier, but it did not happen in the time I wanted. So I knew I just needed to keep going and look at some of my thoughts or adjust things and rework it. But I didn't quit because I knew deeply that this is something that I was passionate about and that I do want and that I did desire. And so I believe, though, that there are indeed times that we should quit and reevaluate, but it's a really nuanced situation to know when to quit and when to keep going. And for me, it wasn't an option to quit. It just felt so 
wholesome and nurturing and creative and really fun to be doing this. So I knew that it was something that I really wanted to put into the world and to create. When we work the model backwards from that result, the next step up is action. So what I say to myself and what I read on paper is, what action would I have to take in order to start this podcast? And there was numerous actions and I'm not going to name them all, but I'm going to tell you just a few examples. So here's some things that I had to think about. And it was a long process for me because I had no idea how to do a podcast. Nobody that I knew did one and no one helped me with the tech. So I really started from square one with a dream and then had to fill in the gap. So here's some of the actions that if I want this result that I knew I would have to take. So for example, I have to create a name for my podcast and think about the topics I want to talk about. I have to either make cover art myself, or if I'm not going to make cover art, I have to find a designer to do it. And I, so then I also had to research websites that would design my cover. I had to research uh, other information and watch a lot of YouTubes in regards to how to produce a podcast, what equipment do I need to record. I had to figure out when I'm having a podcast, what kind of website do I need that stores the podcast, that houses my podcast. And there's a whole bunch of sites that will house your podcast. So I had to do research about those. And then I had to also think about purchasing the equipment and figuring out my environment that I would record in because recording quality matters. And I had to figure out who, you know, what kind of people and what situations I want to be interviewing people. So just thinking about all of these details, I knew that were some of the actions. And then every time I took an action, I might figure out what another action that I may have to take, but these were just a few. So then the question becomes, as we work up the model, if I take these actions, if I need to take all these actions, what feelings do I need to create on purpose or elicit on purpose in order to feel compelled enough to get me to take these actions? Okay. So If I'm feeling depressed or uninspired or any of those other sort of low vibratory feelings in frequency, and that's not a judgment on the feeling, it's just a frequency, that's not going to get me to take these actions. Some examples of feelings that I'm going to need to feel on purpose in order to take all these actions, I'm going to need to feel inspired, confident, curious, excited, creative, and disciplined. Then working our way back up the model, if I need to feel inspired and confident and creative and curious and excited and disciplined, then what thoughts do I need to be having in order to create the feeling that's going to get me to take the action that's get that's going to get me to this result? I just want to say too that this we all do this. We all have had some results in our life where we just do this naturally. But I think the reason this model becomes so important is the things that we struggle with or the things that seem impossible or really hard or really big. We want to, 
use this model in order to become aware of what we're thinking so that we can get to our goals. Now, some things might just come easier because maybe we're programmed that way. But if we're working against a program that exists, this is where the model comes into play so that we're not beating ourselves up or self-sabotaging. So I'm going to give you an example of some things that I thought on purpose and I practiced on purpose in order to get me to feel all of those ways that I just mentioned. Some of the thoughts include creating in this way is fun for me. I love getting to talk to people. I've had amazing experiences that are incredible. I'm creative and my voice is important and unique. I have wisdom to share. It's selfish to keep it in. There's things that I can share with people that will help. It brings me joy to do this. And this might not be for everyone, but the people it's for, it will be touching and it will touch them in a way that I can never predict. So those are some thoughts that I thought on purpose in order to produce this podcast that you're hearing every week. And so a lot went into it, not just the physical, but the mental emotional work about it. As I focused on these thoughts, another important point to anything, any result that we're getting, this is kind of a tangent, but I think it's worth it. When we practice our thoughts on purpose, we're essentially focusing on who you're being and who I'm being first And who you're being or your identity has to do with your thoughts and your feelings. And this is known as your state, your attitudes, your thoughts, your feelings. When we do the action, if we are being that person ahead of time, in other words, if I am just being the person who is already a podcaster, and then when the action I'm taking is going to feel more in alignment, it's going to come from a different place, a different energy and a different intention than if I was trying you know, to think shitty or self-sabotaging thoughts and taking action anyway from a place of resistance or self-loathing or doubt. Yes, we can accomplish things and still get the result, but we do it the hard way and we feel exhausted and it feels out of alignment. Just mentioning the point that any action that we're taking, the most important part about it is who we are being, not necessarily what we're doing. The doing is awesome, but the idea is it should come from this inspired place. But you might ask, Well, how do we get to that place if we're actually not that thing yet or if we're not that person yet? And this is what I talk about in my coaching and this is what I've talked about all along in my podcast. Basically, our brains are incredible and if we use them how they're capable of being used, we with a focused imagination and our vision, we can create the feelings in our body now of who we're being ahead of time and where we want to go and what we want to do as if it's happening right now. So if I ask you to imagine that you have a million dollars, I'm going to have you close your eyes and you're going to be picturing and imagining all the things and experiences you'll do with that million. But what you can't leave out is when you're picturing that, you also have to feel in your body 
the gratitude, the love, all of the sensations from your five senses that go into feeling abundant. Like what does abundance feel like? What would it feel like to have a million dollars? Like not just what you would do and the people you would help and the things you would create, but the joy, the excitement, the inspiration, like how does that feel in your body? And so visualization along with a really powerful sense of feeling in your body is what creates the results and it creates and it brings your future to you quicker than if you're not doing that. Because you're telling the universe, I already am this thing. I don't need to be trying to be or do or have this thing because I already am this thing. I already have this thing. So then it draws more of that to you because remember, everything in the universe is vibration and frequency. When we're doing the action as the person that we're already becoming, it's going to flow so much easier. And I'm going to try to be aware of sneakier, intrusive thoughts that don't support the feelings I want to elicit because those are the things that are going to hold us back. So I'm going to give an example of some things that I noticed in hindsight that would creep in when I was trying to do a podcast and this delayed me producing this podcast. Okay. So I'm going to give you some actual sentences from my brain that I would think, and this is not all inclusive, but here are some examples. So I sometimes would think thoughts that didn't serve me. And I would think, do I have enough wisdom to really be sharing this? Do I have enough street cred to do a podcast? Another thought was, well, what if no one listens and it's a total flop? Or what if it's too hard and I just don't know how to do it because there's so much tech involved and it's overwhelming? Why try? Or I'd make excuses that really seemed legitimate, but it was just my brain's way of trying to avoid it to keep me safe so I wouldn't have to become vulnerable and do a podcast. So I would think things like, oh, well, I really want to do it, but I don't really have a good place to record. Or I'm super busy right now. Maybe it's not the right time. Um, Or I'd think, I can't do it because I have interruptions all the time at the house from my partner or dog. So it's just not a good place or time. So the more I realized that I was saying these thoughts and that these thoughts were creeping in, even though the majority of my thoughts were positive about it, I had a lot of positive momentum. I felt like I was mostly being this person that's a podcaster, but there was parts of me and thoughts that would creep in that were creating resistance and slowing my timeline down. And so once I addressed those, that's when I was really able to get to work because they didn't interfere with my action and who I was being as much because who I was being wasn't all of those things once I addressed them. I just want to talk about another positive effect of this work, this mindset work, is that when we do pay attention to our thoughts and therefore our feelings and our body sensations, we become more aware and we become more connected with ourselves and others and we feel more whole. And there's been a lot of research on that, that just feeling disconnected from ourself, especially over a long period of time, and I addressed this in the feelings episode, 
it makes us feel unstable and anxious and lonely and disconnected. The key sometimes is really just turning inward and paying attention. And it's the easiest, but also the hardest thing that we can do is just to carve out space so that we can create connection and then trying to, as much as possible, sustain that connection throughout our days, throughout all of the conversations and traffic and busyness and meetings and whatever else we're doing just to try to maintain that connection. A side effect also of starting to feel your feelings, and this should be a buy-in for anyone who's really having a hard time or for those people who just aren't into feeling your feelings, The buy-in is that we often will have physical symptoms or discomfort or even pain or sometimes disease, and it can start to subside or disappear once we start feeling our feelings. And here's why, because when we suppress our feelings, it often leads to things like headaches and migraines, a lot of digestive issues, uh, IBS, and other just chronic pain symptoms. And so while I'm not suggesting that feeling your feelings is going to cure everything, what happens is there's a lot of emotional residue that gets stuck and gets imprinted into our bodies and it can create discomfort and dysfunction. And so when we start feeling our feelings again and tuning into our sensations, we make a lot of space and we make an effort to and an intention to stay connected. We just have so much more comfort and spaciousness and we feel better in many ways holistically, physically, but also spiritually and mentally. And also, I just want to be clear that for the goals that we want that are bigger goals that are going to stretch us more, we have to be willing to put this work in and to change. This isn't going to come easily most likely, especially if it's something that feels quote unquote impossible. Like if you want to make a million dollars, like we can make a million dollars. I haven't done it yet, but I want to, and I intend to, but it all starts with putting that million dollars in the result line. So what actions do you have to take and what feelings do you have to feel? And what thoughts do you have to think? Like, how does a millionaire think? How do they feel? You know, I mean, I know that there's a lot that goes into that and it's kind of complex, but when we boil it down, there's really nothing that we can't plug into this model and put work into if we apply ourselves. I guess I'll have to record another podcast when I hit a million so that I can talk about what it's like. But, you know, until then, I'm also right here with you in the trenches doing this work It's really incredible, and I really hope that you have received some information, some inspiration, some spark throughout listening to this, especially to this series, because it's changing lives. It's changed my life. I hope it keeps changing my life for the better, and I'm just so grateful that there's so many people who have come before us and had insight and creativity and research that has led us to be able to put together collectively a model that helps us succeed and feel better. So I'm curious, what do you want right now in your life? What do you want to put in your result line? 
what is something that you're working towards right now? And what actions do you need to take? What feelings do you need to feel on purpose? What thoughts do you need to have? And who do you need to be in order to achieve this result? So I just want you to think about what is your next result that you want or impossible dream and how can you start implementing some portion of this model and some awareness around just your thoughts and your feelings and just tuning into your own body, your own sensations and seeing how that goes. I really want to invite you to connect with yourself connect with your body, become more aware, and really what do you want and what result are you going for and what do you need to do and who do you need to be to get it. It was so wonderful being with you today and we'll talk again soon. And let's go get those results. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside. Oh, 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 oh